Hey fans, before we get going, just wanted to send out a reminder that you can head to anchor.fm slash Wolverine Sounds, where you can choose to support this podcast, or you can send us voice messages. We certainly appreciate either. So head over to anchor.fm slash Wolverine Sounds. Please show us some love. Now let's get on to the show. is the Go Blue Crew. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to episode 111 of the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick, joined, as always, by Derek Devine. Uh, Michigan has played two games since we last talked. Lost to Illinois, uh, 64-62. A really tough one to lose, not hitting free throws down the stretch, but then went on the road and beat Nebraska to finally get back in the win column, 79-68. Uh, Derek, what, what did you make of, of those two games? You know, obviously different games. It's frustrating to lose in the way uh, that Michigan did against Illinois. You make some free throws, the game's different. You lose on a near last-second shot, and you lose on your home floor uh, after uh, you know losing on the home floor to, to Penn State in another game that we talked about last week and then having two losses before that. So, I mean, anytime you, you lose four in a row, that's not ideal, especially in a competitive conference. And, and I thought for sure that, you know, coming off of a loss to Penn State, that Michigan could find a way to uh, beat Illinois since they've already lost to them once this season. Uh, we're unable to do so. And it really felt like uh, Nebraska uh, and Lincoln – and it felt like a must win, which is sad because it's only January 28th. And now the season flies by. I mean, February is the last main month, and there's a few games before the Big Ten tournament in March. But, yeah, it's honestly must win uh, type of season for, for Michigan already, which is maybe not where we expected them to be. Though I also know that we've kind of been uh, – our, our expectations have been reset and maybe we've been brought back to reality. But, I mean, hey, credit for finally getting a road win against a team that they should have beat. Uh, and I guess it's prepare for – a uh, matchup in, in New York and Madison Square Garden against Rutgers. And, and hopefully uh, Michigan can be lifted with uh, Xavier Simpson coming back after sitting out. Hopefully that will light a positive fire under him. And, and then, yeah, who knows about Isaiah Livers, but maybe Michigan can get on the right track after finally winning after a pretty bad losing skid. You know, I totally forgot that Michigan was playing Rutgers at MSG. That would explain why tickets are uh, starting at 148. Man, this is a game where you'd think that, and in the past for Michigan, it should be a shoe in. Uh, but Rutgers looks really good this year. Uh, they're going to have a, a probably a decent crowd show out, but Michigan usually has a good crowd show out. There's going to be a lot of people, I would guess, alumni living in that area that have not seen uh, a Jawan Howard led team uh, live and probably take the opportunity to go. It's maybe not the the quality of team they were hoping to see, but hopefully Michigan fans will show out and kind of make it a 50-50 crowd, if not even bigger than that. You know what's kind of crazy about uh, uh, the way Michigan season has gone? If you remember back to December when Michigan traveled to Illinois and, of course, lost, Illinois was unranked looking for something big, and they got it against uh, number five, I believe at the time, number five Michigan. Uh, top five Michigan team fast forward to now you know the end of January 
and Illinois is is the team that's ranked, you know, ranked number twenty one, and of course they won both matchups. But you're talking about um, about a month and a half there where the scripts seemed to totally flip. One, one team was looking for something big and got it, and then the next time uh, you got Michigan, you know, really like you said, uh, trying to win important games to beef up a, an NCAA tournament resume that that right now has some some holes in it as well as some you know really good spots obviously but those were early in the season so it's just been a, a really wacky uh, month and a half or so that Michigan's gone through and uh, to pick up a, a win at Nebraska shorthanded without Xavier Simpson without Isaiah Livers you saw some some uh, some players get in there in that game on the road like, you know you normally would not see obviously but things worked out Eli Brooks you know finished with 20 points and and also had nine assists uh and and he also led the Wolverines in rebounds before so uh, you know he was doing a little bit of everything and and definitely uh helped that he uh found his stroke from three for the most part so it it leaves me in a position thinking like this is not a lost cause even though I I don't think I was there to begin with it was definitely trending that way, losing four in a row, uh, twice in a row on your home court. There's there's a little stretch of games here coming up against you know Rutgers, which is in the top 25, and then uh, you're home against Ohio State, and then home against Michigan State. You know if you could find a way to, to maybe win like two of those, uh, we're talking about a, a little bit of a resurgence, I think, at, at definitely the right time. But uh, I think it's, it's, it's definitely fair to say that, that things have been trending in, in, the, in a di- direction that's you know, making people think NCAA tournament might be a bit of a long shot. And, and that's even with the road win against Nebraska, because obviously Nebraska hasn't been the greatest team in the Big Ten. But you know, a road win is a, is a road win in the Big Ten. You know, we talk about all, uh, all the time how difficult it is to do that. Yeah, I mean, one thing past, one thing future. You look at that game where Illinois upsets a top-ranked Michigan team. If we visit back to that time, which, I mean, seems like forever ago, Michigan probably wasn't a top-five team. They really, you know, made an insane (laughs) jump in the rankings. And sure, they they might have looked like a team that was uh, a top-five team in Atlantis. But if you really, you know, kind of looked at the schedule, you knew that they weren't going to blow through this Big Ten schedule without blemishes. Um, it's worse than we anticipated, obviously, and I think that everyone's anticipated at this point. But I would say Michigan was probably more of just a top 20 team. And so not to take anything away from Illinois, they, they did what they had to do twice against Michigan. But yeah, I mean, it's just it probably helped Illinois really soar up uh, better just because of, of how how highly Michigan was ranked. And then back to reality now, they're unranked. It's going to take probably a couple of wins to get them ranked. And, and so that's kind of where I'm at. If you can win against Rutgers and Madison Square Garden, take care of business against Ohio State. And you can't look past Ohio State. Ohio State has looked as bad as Michigan, if not worse, after a hot start. But they're still a very capable team. Uh, and just like I think Michigan's still a very capable team. So if you don't want to count out the Wolverines, you definitely can't count out the Buckeyes. I think that will be a good matchup, probably uh, down to the wire. But if you can get a win against Rutgers and a win against Ohio State, 
I think it gives you a little bit more momentum going in uh, against Michigan State. Again, at home, uh, on the weekend, it should be a packed house. It should be an amazing environment. Uh, by the way, if you're on the MGO Blue uh, Michigan official sports um, athletics page, uh, it says it's a maze out, and then it says wear maze. So in case you're confused, it's a maze out, and they want you to wear your maze. Um, so just wanted to point <laughs> that out. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you get two wins. Uh, the, the next two games, that's three in a row. Maybe put that four-game losing skid behind you and give you some confidence going uh, in against Michigan State. And if you can happen to pull off a win in the next three games, I think not only Michigan probably solidifies being a tournament team uh, by doing so, but you look at, at Northwestern, home against Indiana, at Rutgers, uh, and at Purdue. I mean, I tell you what, you have a you have a chance to kind of really rebound. And also, why why does it say at Rutgers twice? Are we missing something here? Uh, I, on on I'm looking at the ESPN schedule where it says home against Rutgers. Oh, you know what? You know what? Um, there, I don't. Like, is this technically? Ah, it is uh, technically a home, a home game. game. Uh, neutral okay. site, but technically counting as a home game. Okay. Interesting. Well, Beat Rutgers yeah. up the road twice. I, yeah, somebody a situation like that. Obviously, one team has to to, to bow down and and you know go on the road, but you know technically play a home game. Can you can you imagine that the, you know when you, you you know you're trying to fill out your bracket? Say Michigan's a tournament team, and it says key wins Rutgers neutral Rutgers on the road. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you would look you know, at that. You would look at that as a fan that doesn't pay attention to <laughs> and be like, "Wow, Michigan's key wins were Rutgers? No way." <laughs> And I, the same thing, it could be true of Indiana. Yeah, I mean the Hoosiers have been playing pretty good as of late. I know, uh, you know, just being in Hoosier country, people were very upset with the team and Archie Miller because uh, they were just they were winning, but just like barely getting by. It looked like, and then they had that win over Michigan State. And uh, by the time that game comes around in, in mid February, Indiana could could definitely be a top twenty five team and yeah. you know, a team competing well in the big 10 and and yeah it'll be very weird to see the tournament resume uh, especially considering that michigan will likely be a team that that gets talked about a lot um at least you know for for the time being as being like on the on the bubble you know Mm -hmm. so they'll they'll compare resumes and it'll definitely be interesting when uh rutgers potentially pops up there (laughs) as like a uh, a, a good win in the Big Ten for Michigan, you know, beat them on neutral site and, and maybe, you know, went to Rutgers and beat them. I don't know. Well, I guess that, that's assuming they beat them twice. We'll have to, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, I guess. But so over the next three games, you know, given how little we know about Xavier Simpson's status and uh, given how little really we know about uh, Isaiah Liver's status since, since he re-aggravated that groin, do you trust Michigan to to compete and possibly win without both of those players or do you need one or both of them back? I think you need one or both back. I I think that we would have really entered some dangerous territory. Uh, Michigan loses at Nebraska. That felt like a game Michigan could win. Um, It it was the right time to to miss out on your starting point guard and and still have uh, probably your best player on the team absent. Uh, you, You still find a way to win on the road, but that is not going to work. Um, and nothing against the guys on the court. Like you said, some guys that usually don't get minutes got minutes or some guys that were getting light minutes got extended runs. Uh, but yeah, Rutgers is talented enough. 
to where I, I think that that's going to be a tough team to beat, even if Michigan's fully loaded. Ohio State, again, very capable. And then you look at Michigan State, and I, I think it takes uh, not only Michigan's best players, but Michigan's uh, one of Michigan's best outings to win that game, even at home. And so, yeah, I think they need the help. So hopefully uh, we get some positive news uh, by the weekend and, and continue to – to, to trend that way and and really just for Isaiah Liver's sake I mean it's just it stinks to see the the hype of him coming back and to go out which with which appears to be the the same injury he's got to feel bad for for the guy I mean it's it's tough because he's like Michigan's probably Michigan's best player hands down I would say maybe Xavier Simpson at times can be the most important but the way um, things were going for him, and he's kind of gone into this takeover mode, probably with the absence of Isaiah Livers. But, I mean, just to, to be back uh, on the squad uh, with a new coach and know that you're probably going to be the go-to guy but uh, have to be on the bench and, and not be able to be out there performing, it's got to be really hard on him. So just for just for that alone, like I just really hope he can heal up and, and come back. And, and then, yeah, Michigan likely will benefit from that. But those three games are, are – Easily games Michigan can lose, uh, and I'd say at least two out of three should be games Michigan can win. And then again, it will take Michigan's best to, to beat Michigan State uh, February 8th. To, to rehash that uh, Xavier Simpson situation, Jawan Howard said it was a one-game suspension, but then kind of also hinted that, that maybe it could turn into more than that. I haven't seen anything other than that. Have you? No, not, not of now. I think we're... Thursday night, so unless something comes out, you know, tomorrow before the game or day of the game, uh, so far I've I've not seen anything. So I think you know, in in our situation here on on, on Thursday night, uh, we can. I, I'm feeling like I can kind of kind of count on Xavier Simpson being back for Rutgers, but it seems like that could easily change. We have no idea like what what happened, and and players were apparently caught off guard by that. But uh, you know. Eli Brooks played well against Nebraska. Uh, he's you know, he was really good early in the season, and and he definitely needed a performance like that. And it came at a really good time, you know, with your with your starting point guard out. Uh, David Julius was, um, I, I guess, okay. It wasn't it wasn't anything that uh, you know really opened eyes. It was uh, basically what he had been doing off the bench, just you know, in a starting role with with more minutes. Uh, do do you think like like there's a potential emergence here of Eli Brooks that could reshape the season for Michigan? Yeah, I mean he's been playing a lot better as of late. He really struggled there for a couple of games. Uh, and there are a couple of quotes I saw. I mean, someone had to step up, and, and that's absolutely true. Uh, I think Eli Brooks stepped up in a big way. I think Franz Wagner finally looked. Uh, like the like the pro we expected him to be again he had mostly just flashes uh, he hasn't seemed to be able to put together a, a complete game he can still be pretty sloppy with the ball still getting some foul trouble uh, Brandon Johns Jr. really held his own I think uh, that was a big game for him and you look at some of these guys with the potential to return uh, next season even if, if some stud recruits are coming in and I saw this mentioned before the game and you're really playing essentially for a roster spot in the future um, because we know that there's likely going to be uh, more guys coming in than scholarships available. Uh, and so I think that's a, kind of an added bonus for these guys to, to really ball out. And, and then, yeah, when you're, when you're down two of your, your, your two star players, 
Um, no disrespect to John Teske. I mean, you have to step up. Uh, and John Teske was pretty quiet against Nebraska. And so I feel like Johns, Wagner, and, and Brooks did their part. And Michigan found a way to, to beat an underwhelming Nebraska team. But, hey, a win is a win. And Michigan really needed any win at this point. Speaking of Brandon Johns, isn't it so funny that like he, he is good for at least one very aggressive offensive foul every game? I mean, oh, yeah. He lays into people. You he'll lower that shoulder and, and put you on your back. You texted me that, and that that was my exact thought. Well, I didn't know you were going to say that, but I was thinking that, and then you texted the exact same thing. I mean, there's been worse. There's there's that was kind of the the hook or whatever the the wrap around, but yeah. yeah, he's completely bodied people with his shoulder, and it's just like. Dude, everybody knows that's an offensive foul. There's ones that are questionable. You know, you're like, eh, that could have gone both ways. But like he, most of them are. He makes it so obvious. I mean, there's <laughs> not a single person, even someone who doesn't follow basketball and knows the rules, could probably see some of those where he blows over people and say, yeah, that's probably not allowed. Most most offensive fouls, I think, probably get argued against, like because oh, you know, it could have gone both ways or. Or, uh, you know, obviously that was a defensive foul with, with Brandon Johns. There is no gray area. Like, you see it, you're like, oh, God, I hope I hope that guy's okay. Okay, he got up. Okay, yeah, this was definitely an offensive foul. <laughs> Somebody needs to talk to him about, um, you know, being a little less explosive. I, I don't I don't know. Um, no, not – okay, explosive probably isn't the right word because he, he obliterated a poor man against nebraska dunked on him i can't remember who it was but uh he he gets going and i don't know i don't know you can kind of just feel it coming though when he gets the ball and he's posting up you're like oh here it comes i can feel it and yeah he'll just he'll just flatten people maybe for the fun of it i don't know yeah i mean it's i'd just call unnecessarily aggressive i mean it's it's not like he would have gotten away with that in high school so i don't know where he maybe in practice. I mean, I, I know that I've, I've read things that Juwan Howard lets him beat up on each other, maybe a little bit more than than John Beeline did. So maybe he's, you know, really trying to establish uh, a dominating, aggressive role in practice. But yeah, I mean, like you said, he's good for probably one a game, and those first couple of times he gets the ball in the paint, you're just waiting for it to happen. So hopefully he can, uh, you know, tone it down uh, without losing his. Uh, you know, the, the ability to, to go up there and, and slam one home or, or make a good play. But there's going to be a game where if he if he does that uh, and it's a tight spot and a, and a big matchup, that's obviously going to hurt Michigan. So, I mean, it's kind of a nitpicky thing. He only did it once last night. But if it's a, a trend that continues, then, yeah, I would be a little bit worried about it. But hopefully he'll uh, have enough uh, examples now of, yeah, I can't do that. Got to stop. And how about Franz Wagner with a big block late? There's like two minutes and some, some change left maybe a little bit of a stare down some trash talking I think he was trying to say to the referee that he was looking at his bench and like yelling at his bench which makes sense but it also makes sense especially for a guy like Franz Wagner that he's totally just letting that letting that player know that he just got the best of them oh and I I would call that a grown man's technical foul Absolutely. Because, yeah, he, he gave him the business, and then he may or may not have let him know about it afterward. It certainly didn't become anything that uh, warranted a technical. I, I thought Dan Dockich uh, had a good point about you know, referees uh, being a little sensitive 
to that kind of stuff. And, and this doesn't just apply to college basketball, but you think about college football, like players you know, getting in the end zone and, and like the second, any kind of celebratory, anything breaks out, referees are in there to break that up, get back to your sideline. Like the, these college athletics referees do not want any kind of fun injected into the game, right? Yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, you had the uh, Tariq Blacks moved on, but you had the the flex that Tariq Black had that seemed like it was unnecessarily flagged. And and I mean, who knows? I mean, Wagner does does talk a lot, and you know, does look at the crowd a lot, and just like his brother did. Maybe he yeah. was warned, like, "Hey, tone it down," and you know, just the excitement. I mean, it was an awesome play. It was a super great block i mean i you know that he's going to say something after that type of play how can you not i mean very clearly in replay it does look like he was looking at the player he blocked um, even though he tried to sell it as something else but hey i I think if you're going to be that tic tacky as a a ref then uh, maybe go down to the high school level because i think you gotta allow some of that to happen these kids are out there having fun and they're trash talking each other all the time and a lot of these guys really respect each other and many of them have relationships uh outside of, of of basketball so i would just say to that i mean it's it's frustrating to see luckily it wasn't at a time where it was a, a that crucial of a call but again you've got to be careful because refs will call that tight uh, and, and anytime michigan can avoid mistakes obviously they're in a better situation yeah don't don't blow the whistle until he starts flipping him off and talking about his mom yeah. I think that, that that's the line. Uh, before we go here, what do you think Michigan will do against Rutgers and Ohio State? Uh, I'm going to go with two wins. Uh, I, I think that, uh, and this is assuming Xavier Simpson's back, and hopefully, again, uh, whatever has happened uh, passes over, he's able to play, and, and hopefully it does something positive for him. Uh, I think Michigan will be able to beat Rutgers, even though they're a, a great team, and then hopefully uh, find a way to beat Ohio State at home. Uh, and really, honestly, they need those two wins, again, to stay in the tournament conversation, uh, and they need any help they can get uh, going into Michigan State. So coming off of a three-game win streak and beating a ranked team would be very helpful. I think Michigan is going to lose to Rutgers. Um if, if Xavier, especially if Xavier Simpson isn't back, because I think his his leadership and demeanor will be very important on a stage like Madison Square Garden, where some players might be a little uh, overtaken by emotion. I think he'll be very important, but uh, I think they'll they'll come back and, and get a win against Ohio State. That's a that's a Tuesday night game. Uh, you know, you'll you'll be. I don't think they'll be caught looking ahead to to Michigan State on uh on that on that next Saturday. But yeah, I, th- I, th- I think they split this. I think you know they're, they're going to lose to Rutgers. Maybe they'll get Rutgers uh, uh, later in February, and and we'll be able to look back at it as a as a key win that, that took Michigan off the bubble. You know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the big oh, win against Rutgers. Okay, oh, we we gotta leave it there. Thanks so much for listening to us on the Go Blue Crew. If you want to follow me on Twitter. I'm at Ty underscore Fenwick. Derek is at Divine Identity. Thanks for checking us out. Go Blue. Go Blue.